Welcome to Kernak Grimm's science fiction and fantasy podcast. On a specified. The Demoness is a dark fantasy story, so beware, it is dark, with demons and death. Don't say we didn't warn you. You want to get better grades. You want to get back at your boss, or your ex, or simply make money. There's nothing demons are not used for today. Our little show, The Demonists, will address all matters around evocation and summoning. We will dive into demons, bindings, wording, the right tools, and incense, and many other things. For today's episode, we are very proud to have renowned professor Terry Olson, dean of the Harvard Institute of Demonology. Welcome, Mr. Olson. Happy to be here. So our topic today is scrying. That's your area of expertise. You did your Ph.D. on crystal scries, right? I did, a long time ago, but the topic stuck with me ever since. Well, just to make sure what we're talking about, scrying is the practice of looking into a suitable medium in the hopes of detecting significant messages or visions. Today, our focus will be scrying mirrors, or scries for short. Essentially, these are magic mirrors that... (laughs) Magic mirrors? Uh, Sorry? Describing scries as magic mirrors, that's like saying a gun is a toy that fires real bullets. Oh, well, how would you describe them? A scry is a black mirror, most commonly used in contacting demons before evocation, to make sure there is a bond between the summoner and the demon, that both are on good terms before the ritual starts. Okay, well, now let's start with something practical. People are looking to buy scries all over the place. You can get them on discount in Walmart now. There are so many sites online, and of course, Amazon. How can one make sure one buys a scry that's really worth the money? Most aren't. There are so many things that can be done wrong. There are even synthetic scries out there which would never work. And though there is a range of runes or hieroglyphics that will work, you'd be amazed of how much useless gibberish is inscribed to most of those things online. I'd suggest buying from a trusted source, like your local witch shop, where you can be sure that people actually know what they're selling. So let's assume... And I'm sure everyone had the problem. You have a good scry. And your daughter, who just turned six, is interested in demons. And you decide to show her one. Now, how does it exactly happen that, from that moment on, the demon will be present in the scry? I mean, constant scratching against the other side, whispered promises, that's all too much. Which demon? Um, well, Abaddon. Oh, a prince of hell. Nobody should dabble with a prince of hell without proper education and a lot of experience. For the sake of our audience, let's just assume that's what happened. So, what would you do? If, by accident, the scry has been permanently positioned? That means bound to that demon? Yes, yes. Well, in that case, you should get rid of it immediately. There are a couple of rituals you can do to destroy the scry. But what if, um, one would just store the scry away somewhere? In the basement, for instance? No, no, no! The demon will still have the link. Will still have access to your mind. Will still be able to whisper to you. But what if I had, if the person had, after storing the scry in the basement for a couple of weeks... Weeks? And then, because I couldn't stand the whispers any longer, had thrown the scry into the flames of the fireplace. Absolutely not. This would be disastrous. The scry would cloud and crack. With weeks in the basement, 
the demon would have had enough time to siphon off power. He would establish a connection to this plane. Nobody should ever... Yes, yes, but assume there was this huge explosion. Flames really going wild. The house on fire. Abaddon pushing through to this plane. Perhaps four of his entourage are strong enough to push through as well and... That would be a disaster. A cataclysm. Think of all the havoc a prince of hell can wreak. Just completely fictional. If this person had been able to escape her house before the flames devoured it, her daughter with her, and, and both of them had decided to hide in the neighbor's barn... For... <laughs> now you're just teasing me. Nobody would be so stupid. Of course, I'll give you that. Binding a demon to the scry. That might happen. Happens with minor demons when amateur demonists don't know what they're doing. But everyone in their right mind would immediately call upon a professional as early as that. Nobody would just hide and think a demon can't find and her. And then the demon finds her and her daughter. Of course. The whole street burning, fire everywhere, demons devouring the people, the chaos spreading to the whole gated community, 106 people ripped open, blood runs through the streets like a river. No, six. That's oddly specific. And then I, this person, would escape narrowly again, barely able to draw the symbols around the gated community to repel the demons, making sure they cannot leave. That's just irresponsible, you know. At that point, there would be dozens of demonists on their way to banish those demons. But if nobody knew? If nobody knew, and the demons were inside with so many sacrifices, they would feast for days, gaining in strength, widening the connection to their plane, pull more demons out, essentially building up so much power, they'd be able to tear down the ban and get out. Uh, how many days? What days? How many days, if you'd calculate, let's say, from the day the first demon came through until uh, until they could get out? Hard to tell. But at least seven days, I'd suppose. Seven days to leave the city? The city? You're joking. No, the city would not be enough. The continent, I'd say. You'd have to get at least to Europe, and then you'd be safe for perhaps two years. Two years? We have very strong demonists here in this country. If demons were to infest the United States, there would be many demonists at hand that would be recruited in that fight. Some years of fighting would ensue, two, perhaps three, and only then if the demons would still prevail. Well, thanks so much for being our guest on this show. This was so enlightening. I, I'd love to stay and chat, but unfortunately, I do have to book an urgent flight this evening. Hope you enjoyed, dear audience. Until next time, if there is a next time, that is. We hope you enjoyed this installment of The Demoness on Kernak Grimm's science fiction and fantasy podcast. The Demoness is written by Kernak Grimm. The Demoness is performed by Michael Floyd as Terry Olson. Dick Teryoon as Jim Harrison. Brianna Wanless as Serena Olson. Ray Hurd as Caleb McAllister. Bobby Owens as Destiny Williams. And Laura Van Diver as Amy Davis and Radio Voice. Every season of Karnak Grimm's science fiction and fantasy podcast features a new unique short story broken down into several episodes. Farewell, my friend. <laughs>